Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome into to a Random McNary Live present. That's right, we're on, on a Friday, and I'm so excited about the show. I'm excited that it is definitely a beautiful Friday in everybody's neighborhood. So we're going to have a great conversation, and you'll learn some things. You'll be inspired to do better. And we'll also have a secret for you, because our guest today, she has written a really wonderful book that everyone's going to want to read, and everybody will be so awesomely blessed for having read it. And our guest today is Dr. Teresa Fuller, and she is so amazing. This lady has received both her MD and PhD at Howard University in 1999, and she has been a practicing pediatrician in the Maryland area for the past 10 years. Dr. Fuller is also the executive director of A Healthy Tomorrow, and that's an organization that empowers families with health, education, and resources to achieve optimal wellness. Everybody, welcome to Lorenz and Mary Live, Dr. Teresa Fuller. Hi, Dr. Teresa. Hi, Loretta. How are you? I am fine. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad that you're here, too, because I know when I was talking to Angela, your publicist, and she's so amazing, big shout-out to Angela Bird, um, she was tell- we were talking about weight loss and we were talking about water. So I just kind of really want to just hurry up and get this out of the way because I need to understand this thing. Is there such a thing as you can drink too much? I know you can drink you can have an intake of too less water. You don't get enough water, but is there also an opposite of that, that you can actually drink too much water? That's my first question, and it's so personal. <laughs> right. Well, probably there is um, too much water, but I, it's hard to define what that is. Really, it's hard for um, anybody to drink too much water if they are paying attention to their bodies because if you – are really overloading and start, if you drink too much, you could uh, technically overload your body and dilute your blood too much, and that has happened where um, people, someone's electrolytes got way off balance because they took in too much water. But that usually only happens if there's something wrong with the brain that's signaling them to drink more water because their um, metabolism is off. So, it's it's hard to do. Um, I think you're probably safe. I don't know how much you're drinking, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Some days I, I don't do as well, and some days I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm drinking way past the eight glasses of water a day. And I, I wanted to know if that was impacting, if you can retain so much fluid, it would cause your scales to stay, you're a little heavier. I'm looking for all kinds of ways. I'm going to tell you up front, Dr. I'm looking for a way to say that scale is not telling me the truth, and so I'll be choosing the water thing. But anyway, <laughs> that's enough about me. <laughs> Let's talk about your book, and the name of your book is called Change One Thing, A Doctor's 12-Step Guide to Permanent Weight Loss, Disease Prevention, and a Lifetime of Incredible Health. So 
Tell us about that title because it says a lot. It it says a whole lot in the title of the book. Right, and I wanted to put in the title exactly what we're after in this book because I am so excited about healthy living. Once I've really learned um, what it is and what we should be eating and what we shouldn't be eating, as as I was learning these things and experiencing um, the changes that, good, healthy living made in my in my own body, um, I really wanted to get people, you know, I really wanted to tell people um, information that not only was about weight loss, because, of course, many people are trying to lose weight, but I didn't want to focus just on weight loss. I wanted people to know that you can eat your way into an incredibly healthy state where you're feeling good, you've got energy, you're... Um, you know, you don't have the aches and pains, and so that's really what the book is about. It's not just about weight loss, but how to really have that level of health that most of us want. Okay, and, of course, I really appreciate that you said that because um, even though weight loss is a good part to having a healthy lifestyle for a lot of people, we do go in there and just get so excited and so um, focus on just losing the weight without remembering the whole reason. Hopefully, is not a vanity thing that you really do want to become healthy. And if you do, and if it is a vanity thing, then that's okay too, because um, ultimately, the weight loss will help you hopefully <laughs> to become more healthier. So I definitely uh-huh. can understand that. So can you just start telling some? Because there's a twelve step program, and if we use these twelve steps, we should um, start feeling better, right? Exactly. Yeah, I uh, wanted to break it down and make it very easy to follow because I think what often happens is when you're trying to lose weight or even trying to get into a better state of health, um, oftentimes you just hear so much information and you're bombarded with this laundry list of things to do. So I broke it down into 12 simple steps that you can just adopt one at a time um, so that it makes it easier. It makes it um, something doable for everybody. And so mm-hmm. I start with some simple things about what to drink and what to eat. And then as you go along in the book, we talk about um, exercise and detoxifying your body because there are a lot of things that we're eating that are that's inhibiting weight loss because of all the toxins in it. And then I talk about even some things like sleep and media. All of those things impact our health. Hmm, okay. I'm definitely interested now. You said media, so can we talk about that last one that you just shared? One of the sure. stuff that we can do, that how it deals with sleep and media? Yeah, it's really interesting um, how much media impacts our health. And I actually saw some some interesting statistics about how much um, how much we're being marketed to when we're watching TV. And, in fact, um, it's not just adults, but it's the children, too, are really being heavily marketed to when they're just sitting there watching cartoons. So um, what we're seeing is a lot of commercials for very high-fat foods and high-sugar foods, and that, um, you know, that causes us to want to go out and get those things. I mean, how many times have you been sitting there watching your show and then you see a 
just dripping pizza, you know, this pizza dripping with cheese, <laughs> and all of, all of a sudden you want a pizza, you know. But um, th- that's one of the ways that media really impacts um, our health and our weight in that it, it's just constantly, we're constantly being barraged with messages to eat things that are unhealthy. But, um, of course, the other part of it is that we're sitting most of the times when we're engaged with media, whether it's watching TV or um, playing a game or checking our email, whatever it is, oftentimes that's a sedentary activity. And so all of that time of sitting is preventing us from weight loss. Oh, my goodness, that is so true. And, Al, again, because sometimes we, I know I do it and I know a lot of other people that do we get so focused on what we're doing on our computers, our laptops, our iPads, our phones, that we forget to get up and move and exercise, which, of course, we all know that the United States has this obesity problem, and, of course, that does contribute to um, the numbers of people who are obese because of the lack of movement. I want to back up just a little because I want people to understand why I'm so excited that you are here and that we are having this particular conversation with you, Dr. Fuller. And you are a double board certified in pediatrics and integrative medicine, holistic medicine, and you have a PhD in physiology. Can you tell us more about your background? Yes, well, the... Um the PhD, when I was at Howard, I did a double program called an MD-PhD. So I was able to get those two degrees together. Um, the PhD, physiology is the study of how the body functions. And back then, at the time that I was getting the, that degree, I was not particularly aware of, um, you know, much aware of nutrition or that type of thing. But I was just very interested and how the body functions. You learn all about the, you know, how the heart functions and the lungs and all of that stuff. And it turns out that it was really helpful um, to what I'm doing now because, of course, when you talk about um, how the body actually metabolizes food, that background in physiology helps a lot. But you were asking about the integrative holistic medicine. Um, That's been the most interesting thing I, I've done, I, I um, a couple years ago, I started to, as I was um, starting to deal with my own health issues, I just happened to come across a flyer for an integrative holistic medicine conference and um, talked about uh, how to get certified as a physician. And I went to the conference, and it was truly a life-changing experience where I learned about the what the root causes of disease really are and the many different healing modalities outside of what I'm used to, I was used to as a um as an MD um where we often do medicine and surgery procedures things like that but to find out about nutrition and detoxification regimens finding out about all of these different um physical and energetic uh, interventions that you can do to help your body heal, it was fascinating. And so I got in, certified uh, two years ago, and now I'm just continuing to study that. 
Oh, wow. For those who, uh, and, and I know, because like I said, I've been on this weight loss journey on and off for so long and um, just wanting to create, help create a, very, a healthier America just through my part, I'm so glad that you are one of a few. Well, I think the number is really increasing, those doctors who believe that uh, Western medicine and Eastern medicine should somehow meet in their practices. I really love that. And especially, you know, with some talk about Obamacare helping uh, chiropractors or, uh, medicine, chiropractic medicine be more useful in, you know, in helping people. So I have a friend who's a chiropractic, and he said he has a lot of children who come in that he's been able to help with the ear infection just because they're getting his services. Do you Have you heard about that kind of uh, medicine helping with ear infections and other ailments that children have? Yeah, and um, that was, it's great that you mentioned that because I think, most of the time, we don't realize there are other ways of dealing with some of these really common infections. Now, an ear infection is not a big deal by itself. If a child has one ear infection, treat it with antibiotics if needed, and that's not a big deal. But there are many children who are dealing with chronic ear infections where they we can't um, seem to get the infection under control or they're just repeatedly, um, their ears are repeatedly infected, and that's affecting their hearing, their speech, their quality of life, their learning. And so um, it definitely needs to be addressed. And I like the fact that there are other options that are not going to, um, you know, cause negative side effects. And chiropractic care, even though I'm not very familiar with the specifics, I know that they have modalities that will address ear infections and other chronic childhood illnesses. Yeah, and he was telling me that, and then I talked to a couple of his patients, and they they swear by this because, yes, these patients were not just having just one ear infection. You know, they were having chronic ear infections, and so they tried this uh, new form of treating the ear infections, and it actually really worked really well. So... I'm just glad to hear that more conversations will be held, will be um, entertained through the media about chiropractic care and the, you know, the relief of some of the childhood illnesses. Are there any other um, illnesses that children have, or even adults that maybe the, you know, Western and Eastern medicine can combine to help us? I think pretty much everything that uh, we deal with, there are additional answers than what we traditionally think of. So, for example, we think of asthma as a lung disease or um, inflammatory bowel disease. We kind of compartmentalize those and try to treat the symptoms. And it's important to treat the symptoms, obviously, but what what integrative and holistic medicine does is that it tries to get to the root cause of the problem. So, for example, many of these problems, including arthritis, um, as a, in addition to the ones that I just mentioned, that the root of it is inflammation or an out-of-balance immune system that's attacking itself um, mm-hmm. or attacking other harmless chemicals. For example, allergies, you're attacking some pretty harmless chemicals that are just coming into into your nose. But the idea of integrative holistic medicine is rather than just treating that symptom of wheezing or stomach pain, 
that we're trying to get to get the um, immune system balanced out and not to be overreactive. And so much of that is, um, again, nutrition. And I can't emphasize that enough that just getting a, a whole um, whole foods diet that is largely clean food, clean water, and getting rid of the all of the toxins and the processed foods out of your diet, that by itself will make a huge difference in many of these diseases. Well, so are you um, saying do organic foods as often as possible? Yes, as often or more as so possible. than ever, or all the time. Well, as much as you can. Um, mm-hmm. I, I recognize that organic foods cost more, and yes. so I really rely on the Environmental Working Group. That's a group that publishes the most um, heavily pesticide, most heavily um, toxic foods from pesticides. So they make a list every year. It used to be called the Dirty Dozen. I think it's up to 15 now. But of the fruits and vegetables that are most affected by pesticides that you definitely want to eat at an or, in an organic, um, from an organic source. And so if you can afford to buy everything organic. What are some, of the, what are some organic, of the items? I'm sorry to interrupt you. On that list? But I, I really want to know. What is, can you name a few of those items on that dirty dozen or now 15 list that are really heavily um, treated with toxic uh, pesticides or whatever? Well, what are some? Yeah. Are, yeah, I list them um, in my book, in fact, and some of them are celery, strawberries, apples, uh, grapes, um, imported grapes, that is, cherry, kale, spinach, bell peppers, blueberries. And what you'll notice is that the most of these are um, thin-skinned kind of fruits, and that's yeah. also that. The thinner the skin is, the more the pesticides are able to penetrate. And um, therefore, and then, of course, these are also, usually you're eating the skin with the um, with the fruit, and so you're ingesting those pesticides. So that's a list of, um, I don't know if I listed all of them. That was that was most of them. And like right, I just want you to get your book. And they a few more, which I don't yeah. remember what the new ones are. Yeah. Oh, that's okay because you told us the top five fruits that everybody loves. You know, with the strawberries, the apples, the grapes, and then even on the vegetable side, the kale and you know tomatoes and stuff like that. So we do need to choose more organic foods as often as we can. And we both know that they are a little more costly, but just think of the benefit that you you get from eating these more organic foods. And you really save in the long run because then you don't have to buy all the medicines like the Benadryl and the you know, those medicines that help us with allergies and asthma and all that stuff. So you just have to, you know, it's a pay me now or pay me later kind of thing. So I'm glad we talked about that. And I wish we could talk about it more. So maybe you'll have to come on again and we can finish this conversation. Because I have a few more questions and the time is just going so fast. Okay, so we didn't discuss what inspired you to write your book. I'm really very curious to know because I know you're double board certified and you do the physiology thing and you're very even seems to have a personal interest in the um, holistic medicine. So what was your inspiration? It was, um, it started out as a personal inspiration because a few years ago, before I even became certified in organic, I mean, in um, integrative holistic medicine, I was dealing with a few of my own health problems. I was 
about 30 pounds overweight, and I had developed a chronic inflammatory foot condition called plantar fasciitis. And um, some people know it as heel spurs. It's just that painful condition in your heels that you have when you wake up in the morning and several times when you walk on your feet too much. And um, I just thought, well, I'm getting closer to 40, and um, this is kind of what starts happening. And then I I can't basically the way it first started is that I heard a talk on health while I was on a cruise and this personal trainer who was giving the talk talked about nutrition and exercise and detoxifying your system and he specifically said that he had overcome a hip arthritic condition that he had. And I thought, well, gosh, I want to learn a little bit more about this. It was such a radical change. I was so inspired by that that I really started to look into what what does it really mean to eat healthy because up until then I was eating pretty much the standard American diet, not not anything terrible, just, you know, your general lots of snack foods, lots of processed foods, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, I, I started learning. And as I started learning about what's healthy to eat, I started completely changing my diet. And within a matter of three, four months, I lost the extra weight, the 30 pounds, without even trying. All I was doing was trying to eat right, so eat the fruits and vegetables and drink the water and all those things I talk about in the book. And when I was doing that, the weight just came off, the foot condition cleared up, and that's been four years ago now. It's gone. It hasn't come back. And um, I was so amazed by that personal experience and the power of nutrition that um, that's when I really wanted to look at how can I tell other people about this. And I started to find out that about 85% of our most chronic diseases are directly related to our diet and lifestyle. And that just made me really want to get this message out. And um, I didn't write it as a book originally. I just started developing this information and um, telling it to my church. And as I was um, doing that, it just sounded like this is a good thing to write down in a book. (laughs) I love (laughs) that. I love that story. Especially when it starts out, and and I always say everything is just so divinely done for us. We think it's just happenstance, but everything that we do, every, every God is so concerned with us that he leads us this way, because I think it's, for me, had he told me to write a book about something like this, I would like, oh, I can't write a book like this, but if he so gently just nudges me in that direction, then I, I could see it happening more um, authentically and without any stress, because you were just doing it for a personal reason, and then it started being something that really worked well, and you started sharing it, so I love it. And as you were speaking, you said something that I think will be a great title for your next book, The Power of Nutrition. I think that would ah. be a great title for your next book. <laughs> Well, thank yeah. you. Okay, I'll yeah. start working on it. <laughs> and Angela is listening, so I'm sure she will remember to tell you that. Because um, <laughs> that's what I love about having these authentic conversations. I just the Lord gives me these downloads. It's like something always happens like that. Or somebody gives me titles. He's done that so many times. So I, I'm just so especially when I'm inspired. I'm truly inspired by the story that I am. Okay, so I had another question um, that I wanted to ask you about because you. These things are good for adults and children, right? So if we change yeah. our diet 
our children's diets, they'll also reap these benefits of, of a healthy lifestyle, a healthy, uh, more healthier body. That's right. And um, in the book, every chapter has a section on tips for children, how to help your children to adopt these habits too. Because, of course, the goal is to make this a whole family affair. You don't just want to, I didn't write this just for adults. Um, Ideally, we want to stop this epidemic of disease that's going on with our kids. Mm -hmm. We have... We have we have projections now. People are predicting that our children that their lifespan is going to be shorter than the, the preceding generation, and this is the first time that has that will have happened in 150 years. We have been mm-hmm. able to extend our life expectancy every generation because of increased, you know, eating better and getting better food, better sanitation, all of those things. And now we're actually about to reverse that because of these um, awful processed foods and many of the things that we're we're doing, many of the lifestyle um, habits that we've adopted. So, yes, the kids, um, every chapter you'll find ways to, you know, strategies to help kids want to do these things as well. Um, and because that's my heart. I'm a pediatrician, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are, and, and I'm just so grateful that my all my children are, you know, either adults or pre-adults. I don't have all these questions that mommies would ask a pediatrician if I just had, you know, I had your attention here. I could ask you anything, and yet I have no children <laughs> <laughs> this amazing pediatrician about anything. So um, next time you come on, I'm going to get parents. I'm like, do you have any questions you want to ask a double board a pediatrician so we can, you know, just I love sharing information so that we can be better. But this, this epidemic that we have in the United States, and, and I know our city here in Memphis, we have a huge problem with childhood childhood obesity, I'm even trying to write a program because, like I said, I really want to be instrumental in getting America healthy. So I just really want to um, work on some things to really tackle and hopefully, you know, eradicate uh, childhood obesity, you know, help people to do that. But I want to also, this is a great tie-in for your organization, A Healthy Tomorrow. So can you tell us more about it and why it was started? Yes, A Healthy Tomorrow is... um it's an organization that I created mostly to dispense information and to provide parents with, well, families with tools to adopt a healthier lifestyle. So, and that was the inspiration, is looking at this expanding problem of childhood obesity. Now we're up to one in three children being overweight, um, which is which is triple and maybe even quadruple the rate that it was 30 years ago. So we've really um, completely turned it, you know, we've, we've really got a problem here. So when I started seeing those numbers and um, seeing the fact that the kids who are overweight, they are experiencing a lot of other problems with it, like worsening asthma and um, general, uh, I guess, stomach problems, chronic inflammatory problems, all of those things, as well as social problems like um, isolation and bullying. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. wanting to, like like you said, wanting to really make an impact on that, I created the organization to start out just 
just um, sending out informational easings, which I, I do on a regular basis, and um, posting information on natural ways to approach different illnesses. Um, there's a lot of information on there, and it's for adults and kids, so you'll find some mm -hmm. information for a common adult diseases and for some more common, common children's diseases. Oh wow! See, I have. I'm just getting. Every time you say something, I can tell you. I'm. I have five more questions. I'm like a kid. I just want. To, why is that? Or why? Or how? You know, I really want to ask you so many more questions. You're gonna promise that you'll come back on um, in the near future, so we can have some more conversations about um, your 12-step plan for weight loss, disease, disease prevention, and a lifestyle of incredible health. I love that incredible health. That's what I want for everybody, you know, whether you're a child, adult, a teen. We all need to be more health conscious and make better decisions. And especially since parents, we control the budget for groceries. We can just make those changes. And I'm not asking you to just be all gung-ho and just go, you know, today everything's going to be organic. We're going to eat only turkey burgers, no more hamburgers. <laughs> but you can start making small changes that will add up to big results. So I definitely want them to, to make sure they get your, um, how to find your organization online and how to find you online. Can you tell us that if you have a Twitter account, a Facebook, a website, how can people continue the conversation with you by going to read your information? Oh, great. So the website is www.ahealthytomorrow.org, and at, that, uh, at the site, that's the website where you can get information. You can sign up to receive my e-zine. And you can uh, use that also to reach me on Twitter or Facebook. I'm doing a little better with Facebook than Twitter, to be honest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you can connect with me one of those ways. And we definitely want to um, see and hear more about you. So I know the people in Baltimore are going to just love, 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 especially once everybody knows what you're doing and why you're doing it and how well you do what you do that you're going to get bombarded with offers to come speak, to come share, and to start that next new book. <laughs> because what you're doing is so timely. People need the education. They need the information so that they can do better and have this incredible, healthy lifestyle that you talk about and want for everybody in their book. But I just want to tell you, I have thoroughly enjoyed the conversation that we've had today. You are an amazing person. Um, wanting to help us in a, in a way that we have seemed to have failed ourselves and our our whole community because of the, the obesity problem, not just childhood obesity, but um, for us as a whole. So thanks for taking that on. Thank you so much for taking that on. Well, thanks, Loretta. I've had a great time talking to you. Oh, you're so awesome. And I will contact Angela so we can book you again. We've got to have this conversation more often just so that people understand there's help. We don't have to um, live this way. People don't have to be subjected to, you know, a, a substandard lifestyle because you are unhealthy and because you do have the inflammation on your knees and your feet, you know, just everywhere causing all these um, infections and disease things. And I like how you, you quoted the 85% of the things that we are um, having problems with can be controlled with diet and exercise. So we'll have to address that more uh, openly and more in um, depth the next time we come back. How about that? That sounds great. All right, everybody. Dr. Fuller, thank you so much for being our guest. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. I love it when you all listen and when you send these 
Facebook quotes and your Twitters about the show and the questions. I will get them to her as they come in. Have a great day. Always think positive. Dream big dreams. Help someone along the way, and we'll see you very, very soon. Bye-bye.